It's time to do a little gardening in your business. Yes, yes, in today's episode, I'm gonna make you take an honest look at your business, and we're gonna see what services, what staffing, and what customers we need to cut. It's time to become the overdog. All you dog businesses, get ready to level up. This is the Overdog Podcast. Hey, how are you? Welcome back to another podcast. It is your buddy Fern with you here again. Excited as always to be chatting business, dogs, and specifically uh, dog business. So here we are. And, you know, I'm just so excited. And how lucky are we? Okay, how lucky. Let's take a minute to be for a little gratitude here. It's what I like to do every day. I just start the day with some gratitude, just saying how lucky we are to be able to create a business that we love around something we're passionate about and work with, you know, customers that and, and dogs and people that, you know, we just uh, love. Uh, so it's just, I like to just start just being grateful, all right? We, we're living the dream, all right? It's not always easy. Um, it is never easy, actually. It's, it's always... Uh, tricky and uh, when you own your own business it's working hard doing a million different things at once but I for one believe it is so rewarding and so much better than doing it another way so uh, as crazy as the time gets let's just take a moment to be grateful all right I think it's very important to just pause and you know look at it's always easy to see the things that we have to do the things that maybe are requiring our attention because they're probably not going right so we gotta you know, put out some fires and stuff and when we're caught up in that, we can also forget that on the whole, everything is pretty awesome. So I just want you to take a moment right now and smile. And all right, life is pretty damn good. All right, we're, we're, you're, you're, whatever your business is, wherever it is at, whether it's just starting out or it's been around for a while, whether you have, you know, it's running smoothly or you've got a lot of problems, just take a moment to be grateful. We have an awesome opportunity to be able to have your own business and to create something that is yours. So. Uh, let's just embrace it and really appreciate it. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's talk a little bit about how we can make that business of yours even better. All right. So, quick story for you. I was um, um, I came home one day and my wife is outside and she's been getting into growing some flowers and stuff. You know, which is I guess is something you know when our kids were a little smaller, we didn't have really time to even focus on. It was kind of a mess out there. But uh, she's been really getting into this year. Uh, planting flowers and taking care of them and it really looks beautiful out there and I was out there with her and I'm watching her and there's this uh, beautiful flower bush that we have that she has going I have no idea what it's called because um, she's got a bunch out there but I noticed her she's cutting off the flowers and I'm like what are you doing why are you why are you cutting those off and she goes to explain to me well what you have to do is you have to cut off these flowers that are kind of just doing okay they're not you know they're uh you know they've been here around for a little while but they look like they're starting to die and wither a little bit you got to cut those off and we got to cut these down so that the rest of the plant can grow and i was like hmm that's really weird uh so you know <laughs> what you do with with plants is yeah if you just leave everything what happens is those flowers or those branches that are not doing great they're taking resources from the plant as a whole they're taking water nutrients and stuff from all of the other ones that are doing pretty good so what you have to do is you have to prune and cut off the branches and the flowers that are not doing so good to 
key to then all the, the plant will then re, reroute all of the resources instead of dividing it evenly throughout the plant it's just going to say okay forget those let's focus on these other ones and then all of a sudden you get these the the rest of the plant thrives all right and if you don't do that then the whole plant you know the whole plant or the flowers and everything you have half of it that doesn't look so good and it can eventually kill the entire the higher bush or plant or whatever you got there so it's very important okay for you to do the same thing in your business okay it is very very critical because this is stuff that goes under the radar a lot of times and you don't even realize the impact that it's having and a lot of times this stuff can wreak havoc on your business all right and there's a, there's a bunch of different places that I think you should look at your business to maybe do a little pruning, which I'll I'll talk about in a second. But before we do that, I just want to just mention a couple things. You know, I find that a lot of you know business owners, you know, you you tolerate a lot of stuff that maybe you shouldn't be. You tolerate some unprofitable customers or or unhealthy employees or maybe underperforming services. And what happens is we run the risk of little problems growing into big ones over time and it kind of like you know infects everything so it's important to take uh, kind of a an overview you have to try to make it sort of unbiased you know you have to take yourself out of your business a little bit think of it as if you're looking at it from someone on the outside an impartial observer instead of you the business owner who's you know got uh, some probably some prejudices you know good or bad for for some of the things in your business that sometimes you have to like take a step back and say okay is this really a healthy part of my business so th there's two main reasons that you need to do some pruning in your business is one as we mentioned it keeps everything healthy okay if you don't cut off the diseased or insect you know infested parts of the plant it can spread through the rest of the plant and eventually you know there's just no saving it all right so a healthy business is a profitable one, right? Anything that's not producing profits can be diseased, okay? I see this a lot of times where people are like have like a whole bunch of services and they'll say to me, well, um, you know, daycare is doing good, boarding is doing good, but but grooming is like so, it's, it's such an effort and everything, it's really struggling and, and they're like, well, let's, um, I want to put, I want to put some, some money and let's run some ads for grooming and everything and, and I always ask them, well, what percentage of your revenue is grooming? And they'll always say, you know, it's, it's right now it's only like five, ten percent, but we got to get that up. And I'm like, well, the other, your other main revenue streams, daycare and boarding, um, do you have room for more customers? Like, could you take more people in? And they, they often say, yeah, yeah, you know, we still have room for some more customers in daycare and boarding and stuff. Sure. But I'm like, okay, well then, why not? Let's not waste time and money on an underperforming service when you we can just turn gas on the things that are working and are very profitable okay if you have room in daycare let's run ads for daycare to because that is actually a proven revenue source okay so it's much easier and then once you're maxed out on boarding and daycare we're like okay we can't get any more revenue in from those then you can say okay now maybe we should allocate those resources into taking this um service that's not doing so good and you know sometimes that's fine and you can you can then if especially if you've never really done any a good job of marketing it and stuff that can make a big difference however there may be a time where we have to say hold on a second is this worth it 
Okay, we've got this space here that is being used for grooming. Uh, maybe um, dealing with groomers sometimes can be a bit of a hassle. Um, sometimes they're a little difficult to work with. Is it worth it? What if we just got rid of grooming and opened up that area to uh, enrichment for daycare? And you know, and then we can all all of a sudden that's much easier to bring in revenue than it is to try to resuscitate this like struggling revenue stream and i have had clients that have made that choice and i don't mean to pick on grooming but that's uh, that's just the example i'm thinking of is they decided okay we're just going to cut grooming and their business grew because of it all right because they they got rid of a struggling service and they poured gasoline on their existing services to really bump them up and it was it was great so you, you need to cut off some things to stop it from spreading you know, in the form of taking, you know, your money and your time, you know, it's taking it away from other parts of your business that could be, you know, incredibly profitable and worth your while. Uh, so we want to keep it healthy. That's one of the ways to keep it healthy. All right. Uh, the second reason that is, uh, I think it's important to do some pruning is for quality. All right. So like a plant's flowers become smaller as it produces more, all right? So as this flower, this bush grows up, the more flowers there, the smaller all the flowers. Again, because the resources are being divided, all right? The more flowers there are, the more plant has to divide up its energy and resources and stuff. So when you cut off some of those stems, you know, that produce flowers or fruits or whatever the plant has, it allows the plant to divert the energy towards the remaining fruits or flowers, and they grow much bigger. Okay, so you'll see people do this with like their prize rose bushes, you know, you see these big, big roses and they're out there pruning the little guys off, you know, we got to do that to make the big ones better. All right, so keeping that struggling small revenue stream may not be the best thing. All right, the more you try to fit into your business, the thinner you spread yourself out and it ultimately affects the quality of all your results. All right, so because you're dividing your attention into these other places, um, you know, and the same thing with like is true of, of clients. If you have a lot of problem, some problem customers and clients that are sapping all your energy, what happens? It's taking away giving the good customers your time and attention, increasing their experience. All right, and the last thing we want to do is spend so much time on a poor client to have a good client start to get disinterested or feel like they're not, you know, being paid attention to, all right? And it's very important because the number one reason that I think people tend to, to stop and quit things is is not because they're unhappy, it's, it's perceived indifference, okay? It means that it doesn't seem like anybody really cares if I'm here or not, all right? And what happens is when you're putting all your attention to the problem people because they're demanding your attention so you feel like you have to put out those fires, it's really taking you away from giving those good customers the attention so that you can keep them for a long, long period of time, right? So it is so important to, to really make this like, I would do this like once a quarter, make this like one of your quarterly rituals. You know, when you sit down at the, the end of the next quarter and you're making your plan for the next three months, I would look at a pruning process and see, is there anything we need to, to snip here, all right? Uh, make it part of your regular planning and routine because a lot of this stuff, you know, it does go under the radar. So we don't really notice it until sometimes it's too late because then customers start leaving and you realize, oh, crap. You know, I didn't give them those cuts. I didn't give them the attention. I was too busy over here. 
All right. So there's five places I think you can find to prune in your business. There's probably more, but I'm going to start with five. Number one is your services. Number two is your customer base. Number three is your staff. Number four is your marketing efforts. And number five is your expenses. Okay. Uh, you know, expenses and marketing is like, they're like the subsets uh, of some of this other stuff. So those are the different places. So I want you to look at each of those areas. And again, you have to try to step back a little bit from your business, take yourself out of it, try to be um, unemotional, you know, because I know you have probably some services that you love, some customers that you really like or don't like, or some staff, same thing. You have affinity to, but you're not taking an impartial view of the situation to make a educated decision on what's best for the business. Sometimes you have to, you know, I'm all about having a business with emotion and passion, but you also have to have that analytical side that is looking at it in a very kind of numbers driven, okay, it's a balance, I think, between the two. Um, so we want to look at those, okay, and figure out what, you know, I always say, like, if something is working, let's pour gasoline on it until we've maxed it out and then we move to something else, all right? So your customer base, you got to look at too, all right? And we got to look at, okay, are there some customers that are really sapping a lot of our time, okay? And, and you know, it's, um, I like to use what's called the 80-20 principle in general for all things business. You may have heard me mention this. You've probably heard other people mention this. It's also called Pareto's Law. And basically it means uh, 80% of your results will come from 20% of your efforts of anything. And there's an 80-20 in everything in the world, especially in your business. And if you look at it, you're going to see, you're going to dial down. So you're going to see that 80% of your profits come from 20% of your services, okay? 80% of your problems come from 20% of your customers, right? You look at this, I guarantee you'll see these numbers come through. So it's important to notice what the 80 and the 20 is in your business because if you focus you know, on the, the small percentage of things that give you the, the drive the biggest results and forget about the rest, you'll still be really, do really well. Because you can't do everything, right? You only have so many, so much time in the day, only so many resources. So we have to really try to look at things so you're getting the most kind of bang for your buck or the most, you know, uh, impact for your time type of thing. So I like when you're doing this kind of stuff, when you think about pruning, you could even go a little deeper if you don't want 80-20, you do like a 90-10, okay? You know, look at the 10% of your business, of your services that are struggling, all right? Let's start there. If you don't want to do 80-20, do 90-10. Um, which 10% of your staff is underperforming? Now, now when you're pruning some, when you're pruning people, <laughs> like customers and, uh, or anything really, you know, it's not sometimes so black and white, you know? So it's not like, okay, the numbers say this person is underperforming, let's just fire them. Uh, you know, you can give them, opportunities to improve because some pe people can do that um, sometimes, not always. So you can decide if, okay, this person's underperforming. Maybe the first step is I need to have a conversation with them and see, you know, is there something wrong? Are they really invested to this? Because if things continue the same way, then they're probably not going to be a right fit for this, you know, this, this your business. All right. So you can give them chances and stuff. Same thing with dogs, you know, look at the dogs in your daycare. You can say, okay, this this dog I've identified as uh, one of the ones that's you know causing all the problems here and taking our attention away from others. Is there um, some sort of 
can we do things either training wise or moving him around the environment changing him to play groups and stuff or restructuring when they bring the dog to make it work if not then we gotta we might it might not be the right fit okay and we may have to prune them okay it's nothing personal it's just not every person or dog is right for your business model not, not it's, not, it's nothing it's nothing personal it's just a fact so we have to understand that uh, so you can with people and staff there are some wiggle room in there where you're not just looking at numbers we can give them opportunities we can see if there's a way that we can turn them into uh, a better performing staff member or maybe a better adjusted dog in the group or maybe a better customer you know we have to train our customers how to treat us too so maybe having a conversation with the customer saying listen you can't just keep picking up your dog late you know this is what it does for us it, it, it we we, we are, we're busy feeding the dogs at that time or whatever it is we have to have a conversation with them and if not then if that's causing stress and taking time away from all the good customers you know or, or taking care of a better quality for the dogs that are there then we might have to make the choice that we might have to cut that person all right and uh you know your marketing efforts that's what i'm doing for clients you know when i'm doing marketing with them i'm constantly doing this saying okay i'm experimenting with a lot of stuff whatever's working we're gonna we're gonna keep going and then we see okay well what is what is really not not that's why i say when you look at your marketing look at what works and we just do more of what works and we stop doing those that don't work so i'm constantly assessing what's not working and what do we need to drop what do we need to tweak how to, and it, you're just constantly optimizing it and the pruning process never stops okay you know you're always my, my wife's out there with those plants every other week pretty much um, because as they grow different things need to be cut different things need attention so you're constantly it, it's a never-ending process you're never really done all right so let me go over just some healthy business gardening tips for you all right and it's like three main phases one is we need to seed okay when you're doing some business gardening and i'm gonna i'm gonna beat the hell out of this analogy apparently <laughs> you have to do some seeding all right so like and if you don't plant the right seeds you get the wrong plants all right you can't plant a daisy and expect a rose to grow all right i want you to really think about this okay you if and that's a lot of people are like um say with staff you know we have underperforming staff and we're blaming the staff but it's maybe we didn't seed it properly maybe we the the pool where we where we found them maybe it's not a really great place to find employees or perhaps maybe we didn't onboard them properly all right so we want to make sure where are you getting these seeds from where are we getting the people from your customer base this is very important for me as a marketer i want to know exactly the specific kind of customers that are ideal like the customer avatar because in my targeting i'm going to make sure i go find those people there's nothing worse you know a lot of times as i'm running ads i'll find you know the ads are good we're getting leads but they're, they're not really the right kind of leads you know so then i'm like okay we got the wrong seeds all right we need to have, find the right seeds so when we're we're trying to make sure that we're getting people staff dogs into your business that are the perfect fit all right so don't take clients or staff that you know are not right this is really common with staffing because you you're short staffed you need people like right now so you take anybody you just need a body that always ends up working badly <laughs> okay when you get someone you know is not right but you're just taking him to fill a spot and problems always ensue you're planting the wrong seed all right 
So make sure you don't take, and I've done this before too, where I've taken on a customer, which is like, eh, not, I don't know if this is gonna be the right fit or not and everything. It never works out. So one of the things that I'm constantly doing is making sure I know when to say no. That, you know what, I don't think you're the right fit for what we do and stuff, because I gotta make sure, because it's just gonna cause me a lot of hassle and take all my efforts from my really good clients who are the right fit. All right, so don't settle, all right? Be clear on what you want, know exactly, specifically, the kind of people you want for staffing, the kind of customers you want, and you build that, making sure that you know, so that you know exactly, you can recognize when the seed is right and when it's wrong. All right, once you've seeded and you've got the right seeds, you have to nurture, okay? Because even if you have the right seeds, the right people, the right customers, if you don't nurture them, if you don't take care of them, the plant dies, your customers leave, and your staff quits, okay? So there must be nurturing. This is all about onboarding, okay? When you get a new staff member in, what is their training and how is their first experience? How do you bring them into your company? How do you indoctrinate them into your core values? How do you teach them the skills they need so that they can feel comfortable and set them up for long-term success? Most places that I encounter skip this completely, especially with staff, because we're real busy. I need someone right now. Just go in there with the dogs. Like, we don't set them up to succeed. This is not a good process. And a lot of times, different people need a different level of onboarding. Some people are going to need a little more time and attention. If we just throw, if we just rush everyone through the same thing, saying, okay, here, I want you to watch this video, then you're going to shadow this person for a day, and then you're going to go in there. Like, not everyone can handle that. Some people need a little bit more reassurance. They need a little more time, a little bit more one-on-one with people to understand questions or something. So we need to nurture them better. Same thing with new clients coming in. New clients coming in may have no idea of how you do business. We have to teach them. We have to show them what goes on in the back of daycare. How can they make this process better? How do they bring their dog in and out of the facility? What is their role in everything? How do you guys work together? Um, We need to train not only your staff, but your clients. So a better onboarding and training, better onboarding for both clients and uh, staff, and especially making sure we're training staff properly, is how we're gonna nurture those seeds so that they grow into beautiful uh, members of your business. All right, then once you've done all that, we're not done. We need to give ongoing attention, okay? If you forget about the plant after you've done that, it will get overgrown and cause harm to the other plants around it, okay? And it can just, or it could just wither away because we're not paying attention. Same thing can happen with your business, all right? You need to check in with your customers to see how they're doing, okay? The problem is you don't see your customers. We've talked about this on another podcast recently. You see the dogs. Dogs aren't paying. How often do you communicate and talk to those customers? You need to increase that, all right? You gotta see if their needs have changed. How can you support them? Do they have any questions? Unanswered questions will kill a customer because they're gonna assume the worst because it's human nature. We don't want unanswered questions. We wanna make sure all their questions are answered. Okay, same thing with staff. We gotta check in with them. How often do you one-on-ones with all your staff? It should be regularly. We need to check in, see where their head's at. How do you feel? What's going on? Um, The more they felt like, again, remember that perceived indifference is the number one reason why your staff will quit and your customers will leave. So we gotta combat that. And all it is, is a little TLC. Just a little attention, 
Okay, just going in there, checking in with them. How you doing? What's going on? All right, make that a regular part of your business. Again, it's a good thing to make it systemized, either like quarterly or at the half year mark, um, or at worst, at least once a year. You want to make sure you have those one on ones. Um, as I you know, mentioned in a previous podcast, I'm a big believer in having parent-student-teacher conference, something like that, student-parent-teacher conferences, that's it. Parent-teacher conferences with your customers. Once a year, you, get, you invite the person in and you talk to them about their dog, all right? That is going to really strengthen your connection. You're going to be able to see how they feel about, do they have any questions about the process of daycare? How can we make this better for you? What's happening at home? How can we support you? just letting people be heard um, can do wonders for how they feel about you and your business. All right, that's pretty much it, okay? So I want you to take some time, you know, if not today, in the in the next week or so, and think about your business, look at it um, kind of impartially if you can, and figure out what services, customer, staff, marketing, and I didn't talk much about expenses, but you have to look at your expenses. Are there some expenses that are just not worth it? You know, you can you can cut them, or maybe we need to find new vendors that are better, all right? So look at those and figure out where you need to prune and do a little snipping, do a little gentle snipping, okay? And I think if you do that, especially this is like, I mean, I think we all know, we have the experience of having like a, um, a toxic staff member that's maybe... Um, always causing in late, so they're setting bad examples for everyone else, or they're gossiping, or they're causing drama. That is a cancer in your organization. Okay, got to prune those people. All right, because they are going to infect the rest of your staff. All right, and I see this all the time where because we need people, and I understand it's not that easy. You, you got to be able to do business and bring money in and get these. You need people to fill those spots. However, I see the poor performers causing A players to leave. All right, you don't want that to happen. All right, you wanna make sure your high performers are really taken care of and they're not in a bad environment due to other people that are really not doing a good job and shouldn't really be there. All right, I hope that helps. I hope your business gardens thrive now. <laughs> and this is the last of that analogy. I've beaten that to death. So, all right. So go do some pruning. See how it goes. Uh, enjoy the day. And I think you will make an epic business once you cut a little bit back. All right. And I'll see you again here on the podcast next week. Be good. Take care. If you'd like some help with your own digital marketing efforts, just reach out to me at overdogdigital.com forward slash contact and we can schedule a time where we can get together, chat, and see if I would be a good fit to help you out.